Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Hey there, Inspire Church. This is Pastor Maribel Barajas. I am from Thrive Church here in Lathrop, not too far from you guys. I'm excited to share with you. Um, I'm currently the campus pastor here at Thrive. Uh, I've been a worship pastor for many, many years. I'm afraid of saying the the years, but let's just say many, many years, Um, and have just actually walked into a new role this year. So I'm really excited uh, for what God is doing and what he has in store. Um, Thankful to Pastor Roger, who reached out and just, uh, we've been connecting lately. He's a, a friend of Thrive and a friend of mine, and I'm excited to um, really uh, see what the Lord is going to do, not only in our lives here at Thrive, but there with your pastors, your church. I uh, hear some amazing things are happening. Uh, Pastor Roger and I have connected in the past uh, through ministry, and so it's exciting to continue to do that as the Lord continues to lead us um, currently in our new roles as well. Um, so today's topic, I'm really excited to share about this because it's actually one of my favorite topics. It's discerning the will of God, discerning the will of God. And it's it's a topic that's very dear to my heart. Uh, in the 20 years of ministry, oh, I gave it away. Never mind. Never mind. I can't keep that a secret anymore. But throughout the last 20 years of ministry, um, I've had so many people Um, that I've mentored or I've pastored or I've counseled or maybe just had a one-on-one talk with. And so many people uh, come to me with the question of, what is God's will for me? Like, I don't know what God wants me to do uh, in in this current situation in my life. And just want to clarify, when we talk about um, discerning God's will, we're talking about making decisions in a way that will be pleasing to God. As believers, uh, we want to do what pleases God. And so it's important for us to care about this. We want to be able to learn to discern God's will. And a very simple definition, definition and kind of the way I wrote it out is just to consciously acknowledge his presence and to depend on him in the course of making decisions. It's important to learn to acknowledge the presence of God. It matters to us, and because it matters to us, it matters to God, and to depend on him in the course of making decisions. Now, every believer should want to do God's will, because once we've surrendered to the Lord, we've given our life to God, we basically say we're no longer living for ourselves and our own purposes and our own goals and our own plans. We are saying God, we live for you. And, and it's it's very similar to the words that Paul says. And he said, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And that's the desire of our heart. God, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes. So I, I don't, I don't want to be the one making decisions and guiding my own life. I want you uh, to live in me and to guide me. And I think it's a topic that it's so important. So I'm 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 so glad that. Uh, your pastors are uh, just going through this journey with you, the spiritual journey, the 30 days, and and focusing on topics like this, because it's important to be reminded because of the times we're living in. We're, our culture is saying the opposite 
of what the word of God tells us. And so our culture is saying, um, do what you want. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, what anybody else says. It doesn't matter uh, what you've been taught. It doesn't matter. Just do what's right for you. Be happy. And if it feels good, it must be good. But that is the biggest lie that our culture is speaking and it's, and it's shouting so loud that it's so important to be reminded of what really matters to God and what does God say about this? Um, because uh, it, it, we want to do God's will. So we need to know what God has to say about this. And I love what Jesus says in John chapter four, verse 34, he says, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. Oh, that is so powerful. My food, what satisfies me, what gives me pleasure, what, what, what fulfills me, what makes me complete is to do the will of the one who sent me and to complete his work, to complete his work. We're talking purpose here. And we, when you don't know God's will, it's so, I don't know if you've ever been there before, and I, I'm sure you have. I've been there many, many times when I don't know what God's will is for my life. I feel stuck and I feel stuck in life. I feel stuck in situations and moments and I feel stuck in relationships. Come on, somebody say amen. Uh, because you don't know how to discern the will of the Lord. If you don't know how to discern the will of God, you're going to feel stuck. And, 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 and it's like it keeps you blocked from walking in God's purpose and God's promise and in God's blessings. And it really can become a place where fear can come and, and paralyze us. And it confuses us when we're in that situation. And it, confusion, what that does is it leads us to doubt God. So it's important to understand and to learn how to discern God's will. Now, discerning God's will to me is all about knowing God. And it's all about hearing God. So I want to focus on those two things. We need to know God in order to know his will. And we need to hear God today in order to know God's will. And so knowing God, hearing God, and knowing God was always a part of God's plan. You know, God's not playing, playing games with us. He's not, you know, playing hide and go seek and trying to play tricks on us. He's not. He really has created us to be in relationship with him, to be in relationship with him. It's always been a part of his plan for us to hear him and for us to know him. See, because knowing God's will is centered on a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, you are not going to know God's will. I'm, I'm going to just throw that out there and get that out the way. Knowing God's will is centered on a relationship with God. So Psalm 103 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord is God, and it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. See, our entire purpose was to be in relationship with our creator. And this relationship should be the most important relationship in our life. And you can think about all the relationships you have in your life. There are some amazing relationships. God has created us for relationship with one another, and that is a huge blessing, but there is no greater blessing than being in relationship 
with our creator. That should be the most important relationship in our life. And this relationship, I remember a, a pastor having a conversation with me and as I was jumping into ministry and I was being stubborn and um, I was making excuses on why I shouldn't go into ministry and I was doubting God, doubting myself. There was a lot of fear um, because of many reasons. One, in in our culture, in my culture, I'm Latino, so I'm, I grew up in a, a Mexican home and, and Spanish-speaking uh, culture, and um, it's a little different when I was growing up. And uh, being in ministry and being a woman and being single was just uh, very different for many people, including myself. I never saw myself being in ministry to start with, but um, in a Latino church, growing up as a female pastor, um, the idea of that was just not in my mind. I didn't, I didn't know God had created me to be in ministry and to do what I'm doing today. But it takes this relationship. So this pastor was telling me that as I walk into this new unknown territory for me, that it was so crucial and so important to be so close to God that not even a piece of paper can come between me and God. Like that's how close I needed to be to the Lord. And I love how the the Bible talks about us being his sheep and the sheep of his pasture. We are his people and he is our God. And it's just so, so, so important for us to understand that that relationship is a close relationship. Uh, When we look at the the stories in the Bible and we see the shepherd and, and the sheep and there's so many different passages that talk about um, this relationship, and it's important to know that God cares and loves us deeply. He cares for us because he wants the best for us. Uh, Again, he's not trying to hurt us. He's not trying to uh, deceive us, and I know that sometimes we think that way because that's what men do. That's what humans, as humans, we, we are faulted. We do these kind of things but God is not like man. God is perfect. God is good. And so the Bible says that his love, like love, cast out all fear. We don't have to be afraid. We have to be so close that we know God's love, what that looks like, what that feels like. We need to know this love. And our relationship has to be so intimate that we actually trust the character of God. We trust his goodness. We trust his faithfulness. We trust that he is a just God. We don't need to go out and try to justify everything on our own and and get on our own justice. God is a just God and he is a good God. And we have to know God in order to trust God. I think this is one of the biggest things for me that I've learned in my life is I have to know God so well in order to trust God well. There is no way I can trust God if I don't know God. And I have to rely that the character of God is steady and it is, it is not going to change. That he, he is who he says he is. Um, there have been times in my life that I've had to make decisions that have been hard for me. They're hard not because God wanted me to do something uh, bad, but because I re- 
you know, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. What God was telling me was not really what I had in mind. And that that's when it gets hard because you have to trust that his plan is good. So you remember his character. Wait, he is a good God. He's not going to do something in my life that's going to just hurt me. No, men, we hurt each other, but God is not out to get us. He's not out to hurt us. He knows what's best for us. He knows us so, so well. Um, I was 25 years old when I uh, finally decided to say yes to the Lord and um, to leave my job, my career. That was not an easy decision for me. I didn't have a a plan. I didn't have anything lined up or a a plan B in my life. I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to um, go back and give back to the same community that I grew up in. And it's everything I I had dreamt of doing. And um, I had other dreams that I wanted to to accomplish in my own personal goals. Um, But those weren't God's plans for me. And even though I walked away from something that I thought was good, I just want to tell you today, it is so much better to walk in God's purposes, in God's plans, than it is to walk in our own. Um, because what, what I had in mind does not compare to what I've been able uh, to see in my life and to enjoy in my life since I've said yes to the Lord. And, and, and I know that God calls us to different things, and uh, you might be a professional, you might be uh, working as a teacher, you might be uh, a post office worker, you might be working in a coffee shop, or you might be a stay-at-home mom. I want to tell you today that God can use you and speak to you anywhere you're at. God wants to be in relationship with you, and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. So there's not just one way that God wants to use us. God, he uses us in any position we find ourselves. And so for me, God called me away from my career to to step into something that was unknown. Um, And I love what I've learned through all the different experiences I've had with God and learning to trust him uh, and and learning to walk in his plan for my life has been the best thing. And so I'm so thankful for that. But when we don't have this kind of relationship with God, we're never going to trust God. We're never going to trust that it's him who's guiding us. And um, I love uh, the story of Moses, and the Bible talks about his relationship with God, and and it says that he spoke to him face-to-face as a friend talks to a friend, as a friend talks to a friend. And this this idiom, uh, face-to-face, is actually referring to intimacy. Now, if you think about your relationship with God, let let me ask you this. How intimate is your relationship with God? How intimate is that relationship? See, we have to be in the presence to be aware of his presence. And it's his presence that guides us. It's his presence that shows us what God's will is for our life. And we need to, we need to learn to come face to face with God and speak with God as, as we do with a friend. And I remember growing up and I'd hear, man, some very fancy prayers. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to talk to God. If that's what it has to sound like, because it didn't sound like me, that, that was like a completely, I was trying to learn how to talk to God and with words I've never, I, I don't use in my everyday language. It's like, how am I ever going to connect with God if that's the only way? I want to tell you today, it's not that hard. He is your friend. 
And um, if there's something I've learned, it's that God wants you to be real. God wants you to be raw. God wants you to be genuine and honest with him and just talk to him. Whether you're in a car, whether you're driving, you're a truck driver, whatever it is that you do, talk to God throughout your day. It's not just our, our devotional time with God that we need to speak to God, but we can talk to God all day long. Um, he is available to us. Um, I've recently changed up some of the ways that I've I've even done this devotion time with the Lord. And when COVID hit, it was kind of like we spent more time in our homes. And um, God really showed me what it was to, to just speak to him face to face as a friend. And I love coffee, especially in the morning. And um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, hey, I want you to be very intentional um, with me in our time. And, and I do this coffee time with God. That's what I've called it, just my morning coffee hour with God. And I, I love, you know, meeting up with friends at a coffee shop, but, you know, COVID wasn't allowing that. So God was like, hey, I'm your friend. Sit down and talk to me. Bring your cup of coffee. It's, it's not offensive to me for you to sit down on the carpet and just talk to me. And I, I just want to tell you and I want to encourage you, um, maybe you're new in the faith and you're new in the Lord and you're like, I don't know how to talk to God. Grab a cup of coffee. And spend some time with God and just talk to him. And uh, God has revealed so much about himself to me. Um, in that in that time with God, whether it's 15 minutes or it's 45 or an hour, it, it's been the most powerful time um, of my day, and it's it's been such a blessing. So once again, it's important to know God, and it's important to hear God. Discerning God's will is all about that. And so I want to walk into this next topic, which is hearing God, hearing the voice of God. And I know we all want to hear God and and I want to remind you that God speaks to us in so many different ways. And I know the one that we prefer is probably the audible voice of God, right? Because that's, that's what we, we read in the scripture. And we've read stories in the Bible where maybe Adam and Eve and Moses, like they heard the voice of God and how Jesus heard the audible voice of God. And we say, God, we just want to hear you. Like, like just, just give me the answer. You know, and, and, and we, we, then we read about Paul. And not only did he hear the voice of God, and, but he knocked him off of his horse. And, and maybe we're sitting here and we're like literally waiting for God to like knock us off our chair, right? And, and, and to come and speak to us and to, to see a bright light. And, okay, God, I think that's you. And it doesn't always happen that way. It doesn't always happen that way. And, and if I can be completely honest with you and... and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but I've never heard the loud, like audible voice of God. And maybe some of you have, praise God. Does it make anyone more spiritual or less spiritual? God speaks how he speaks and he speaks to us all differently. But I can tell you, God, God has never audibly spoken to me and said, Maribel, this is what I want for your life. Like it hasn't happened that way for me. Um, and I'll share, um, with a couple different pieces that I'm going to bring to you in a minute, um, how God has spoken to me, but I've never heard the audible voice of God. What I have done though, is I've learned to lean on him, to draw near to him and just know him better, know his heart. 
I've learned to trust and wait and rely on his guidance for every decision I've ever had to make. I've been moved by conviction. I've been moved by, by the spirit of God in my life. And so I know that we're all like, God, I just want you to audibly tell me why, because it's the easiest way in reality to know what God's will is, but it doesn't work that way all the time. Um, the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep, this is Jesus speaking, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I'm going to say that again. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So we hear God, he knows us and we follow God. Doesn't sound very complicated, right? At all. Um, well, it wasn't supposed to be complicated. Um, just ask, you know, maybe Adam and Eve and things weren't that complicated until they allowed Satan the opportunity to be heard. They entertained his words, and I'm just going to get this out the way right now. Satan does exist. Satan is the father of all lies. His words do lead to death, and he is really the only one that doesn't want you to hear God, doesn't want you to do God's will. He doesn't. So don't give him the time of day. Don't, don't be entertained by his words and his whispers and, and, and those thoughts that come to your mind and that, that don't line up with what God says. He, he is the father of all lies, and so you have to learn to recognize what that looks like. And you have to learn to recognize, okay, if that doesn't sound like God and if that doesn't look like God, then it's not God. Uh, that's why it's important to know God. And um, I want to add something here as well, just really quick uh, to explain that I just want us to recognize God speaks to us, and we really, really, really are truly blessed as believers, as Christians, as sons and daughters uh, of the living God. I want to add that because we have access to his voice. We have access to his guidance and to his will. And I want to tell you that there is no other religion out there that can say that they hear from their God absolutely none because their God is not alive. Our God is alive. He is the only one that defeated death and rose from the grave on the third day. No other God has ever done that. No other God is able to speak to anyone. And so we truly are blessed. I know many people, um, I, you know, I grew up and I, I, I want to be honest with you. I think it was over-spiritualized about the opportunity of hearing God's voice, like only certain people heard God's voice. Only certain people heard God's voice. But I, I want to tell you, it's not that complicated, not that difficult. God wants to speak to all of us, and he speaks to us in various ways. And I just want to talk to about three really quick. One, inwardly. Two, audibly. Three, visually. God speaks to us inwardly audibly and visually. God speaks through the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever had this really strong feeling or conviction about something in your life, and you're like, I don't even know why, but I know I have to do this. If you're walking with the Lord and you've had that feeling, that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. There have been times when the Holy Spirit is literally telling me to stop 
and park. And I don't know why until the Lord shows me why. There's times when I've had to, you know, walk over to someone and just be kind to them that day. And all of a sudden they start sharing their story and then um, um, the issues that they're having. And, and it opens a door and an opportunity to speak to them about Jesus. It's not something I woke up saying, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to go intentionally just talk to someone about Jesus. No, it's the Holy Spirit really is truly leading and guiding our life. And so these moments happen all the time, every single day. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Maybe it's small details, maybe it's bigger details and uh, bigger dreams and bigger things, but it's a continual voice inside of us that lives. The Holy Spirit lives inside of each and every one of us that has given our life to Jesus. If we are in relationship with God, then we are hearing from God through the Holy Spirit. It's that inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, John chapter 16, I won't read it all, but just talks about um, when Jesus was telling his disciples, you know, it's, your, it's, it's to your advantage that I go away. Like I've, I've been with you guys three, three years. We've been walking together and you've been learning and you've been seeing miracles and, and you've been seeing how the power of God uh, displays itself. But if I don't go away, the helper can't come to you. Jesus was getting ready to, he knew he, he was time to, 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 to die on the cross uh, for all mankind. And he was wanting to comfort them. And, to, and he basically said, look, I have to go, but it's better for you because I will send the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. And he, the spirit of truth, will come and he will guide you into all truth. And that's the same for us. The spirit of God is guiding us in all truth. And the spirit of God is inside of each and one of us, helping us make decisions in life. Um, I don't want to make this too long. I have so many stories, but I hope you uh, excuse the time I'm taking here, but a recent story is um, I was driving home from a worship practice, and I was a worship pastor for uh, 20 years, and this last year and a half, God has shifted things, but this shift happened in my car, and I was parked, my parking spot at home for like two hours, and I did not have any worship music on. I just sat there and I felt like the Holy Spirit just was stirring something inside of me. And the Lord was just showing me this season is coming to an end. I'm going to do something new and you need to prepare yourself. And you need to finish your, your Bible courses that, that you haven't finished. And you need to do this because I'm going to do something new in your life. And I was just sitting in there bawling because I'm so blown away at how personal God is with us. He wants to be personal with us. He wants to be personal with you. And the fact that God would even want to use me is such a humbling, humbling thing. And so that's just an example of it didn't happen at the altar. It didn't happen through a pastor. It was just in my car. God was speaking to me. Second of all, um, God speaks to us audibly and God speaks through his word. And maybe you're like, you said, you know, God didn't speak to you audibly. No, not the audible voice of God. But I want to tell you, God speaks through his word and God speaks through the counsel 
of the godly. The Bible is God's word spoken to us. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for correction, for training of righteousness. But the scripture is breathed out by God. This is the voice of God for us today. God is speaking to us, and we can find answers in the word of God that we need for our everyday life. But we have to dive into the word. We have to understand, like, when we open the Bible, it's not just stories. It is God speaking to our life. Um, it's interesting. I, I love counseling young people, and not too long ago, I had a young lady want to have a conversation, and I was like, yeah, let's let's talk. And um, she was having a lot of um, issues with identity, and she wanted to have a conversation about that. And every question she had, I would just open the word. And I'd say, well, this was what God has to say about that. And it was interesting because she really wasn't liking my answers. And uh, her response to, to me was, well, I haven't, I haven't heard God speak that to me, so I, I guess I'm just going to pray about it because until God tells me. And I said, honey, <laughs> this is the word of God. This is his voice. He is speaking to you. You're just not listening. And so if, if you're going to come and ask me questions, I'm going to give you a response, not like a personal. Or, and may, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what God says. And so God speaks to, to us through his word, but he also speaks to us through godly men and women in our life that can help guide us when we have questions, when we have doubts, when we have fears. Why? Because the godly men and women in our life, they measure everything with God's word. So it's important to have people in your life. And I want to encourage you. I, I know it's tempting to ask the people in your life that are going to justify what you're going to do and what decision you're going to make. I've experienced in my life, some of my friends do not come and ask me what I think about anything in their life because they already know what I'm going to say. It's, I measure everything with God's word. And so I just want to encourage you, even though you're tempted to run away and not ask for godly advice because you're leaning one way already, you already know what you want to do, ask the godly people in your life, hey, this is what I trying to do. This is what I'm deciding to do, but I just want to ask for your counsel. I guarantee you they're going to use the word. They're going to walk with you. They're going to pray with you. They're going to encourage you, and they're going to lead you to the right thing. And so God speaks to us through his word. And lastly, visually, God speaks to us through signs, through dreams, through visions, through wonders. It, it, it's something that is so, so powerful. Um, and it's something I've experienced in my life time and time again. And, and just so you know, like over one third of the material in the Old Testament is in the form of a dream and or a vision. And then in Acts chapter two, verse 17, you know, the, the word says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. He's referring to Joel's prophecy. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And so 
in reality, our prayer shouldn't be, God, just tell me what to do. If anything, our prayer should be, God, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit on me. It's your spirit that's going to make a difference in my life. And I believe that God does speak through prophecy. I believe that God does speak through visions. God speaks through dreams. And so if you've had a dream and you don't, you don't know what it means, talk to your pastors. Uh, talk to those godly people in your life that will give you some wisdom on it. Um, I was 13 years old when I had, that I can remember, my first dream that I really knew God was speaking to me. In that dream, I was not 13. I was more like in my 20s, and I was in an, another country, and I was on stage um, with, a, with a team leading worship in front of thousands and thousands of people. And um, I had never forgotten that dream. And I never wanted to lead worship. Um, if anything, I was a musician. I was a drummer. I was a guitarist and keyboardist. And I was happy doing that. And I loved it. Um, I loved God with that passion of mine. And I never asked for anything else. And the Lord called me out. Um, I think I was about 23 years old. And I started leading worship. And, and I remembered, I'm like, I had this dream many, many years ago. And, and I remembered I was leading worship. Oh, that's interesting. You know, and didn't think anything of it. And I, I must've been around 27 years old. And I went on a missions trip with the team, flew out to Paraguay and Brazil. And I was on this stage in front of thousands of people leading worship leading the team that we had taken to, to this trip. And um, I wrote it, wrote it in my journal just to remember, like, this is something God showed me 14 years ago. And it was so powerful because I, 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 I had never experienced this before. But I realized that God speaks to us through dreams, through visions, through signs, and it was just something that really encouraged me that I was in God's will. I was doing the right thing. I was in God's will. I was in God's plan. And um, it's, I have so many other stories, but I'm going to get ready to wrap it up here. I just want you to be open to the voice of God, to a deeper walk with God, that you truly hear his voice. You, you're intentional about hearing God. And I just want to remind you that God speaks to us in different ways. And I came up with three simple reasons of why God speaks to us. And I think this is important to mention um, because, I mean, why would we want God speak to us if we don't really want to do what he says? So it's important uh, to go into this. So God speaks to us, first of all, to align us with his will, to align us with his will. Second of all, God speaks to us to align us with his purpose. And third, God speaks to us to align us with his word. Yes, God speaks in many ways, but he will never contradict himself. So if you have a dream, you have a vision, um, if, you know, someone prophesies over you and it's, 
it doesn't match up with his word, like it goes against his word, that's not of God. We have to learn to discern what is of God and what isn't of God. And I want to tell you, God will never speak to you something that contradicts his word. Um, I remember one time someone came over to me and, and prophesied something and, and I, uh, I questioned it because I, I had, I, I believe that God will always speak to you something he's already been stirring inside of you and you just needed a confirmation. Like God does that. God is very intentional with that. Um, and being that I'm the stubborn person that I, that I am, <laughs> I, I wish I wasn't stubborn, but you know, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I've needed God to confirm two or three times in my life. And God is so gracious that he does that. Um, but as I've grown deeper in my relationship with the Lord, I don't want to rely on all these other confirmations. I really want to be able to trust God when I hear him speak to me. And so I hope this has been a blessing to you. Um, again, sorry I went a little longer than I even thought I was going to go, but I pray this is uh, life-changing. I pray that this is something that um, you carry in your heart throughout your week and to be open uh, to, the, to the voice of the Lord and to encourage you to, to be more intimate in this walk with Jesus. Um, excited for what God's doing in your life. I'll be praying for you guys. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's word. 